Ken Field, welcome to Brokers and Brews. Ken, you're not a broker, but damn, it's good to have you here, buddy. Good to be here, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for the invite. I, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a pleasure. Before we get into it, um, I hope you brought something. I don't know if what I brought constitutes as a brew, so I'm going first. Hey, what'd you bring? I went Angry Orchard tonight, so a little uh, hard cider. A little cider? Uh, we'll let it slide. Yeah, I, I figured I got a gym guy here. I might as well make sure I don't go too hard, you know? <laughs> yeah, what were you trying to say I'm soft? No, I just didn't want to show you up, that's all. Uh, I got you. <laughs> well, I, I, went, I, I kept, it, uh, kept it simple. I went a little too hearted. Nice. And, uh, and I'm going to show off my sweet opener. Whoa, look at that thing. Now, this is a nice gift from uh, Miss uh, Christy Jewell. Okay, because I, I was afraid that we were going to go right into, like, who you are, and you were going to tell me about being living in, in the UP, and that you, like, ripped that thing off of a doe or a walker. I don't know how that stuff works, dude. I don't, I'm not a hunter, but. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, speaking of which, you know, who, who's Ken Field? Um, first of all, obviously, for those that don't know, uh, root performance systems, and we'll talk a lot about that and, and how business is impacted right now. But, you know, who's Ken? How'd you get here? Um, you know, where'd you come from? Whatever you want to tell us, it's open book and, and totally up to you, man. Man, uh, got a good thing you're catching me late at night here, so I don't go on and on, right? Um, uh, Ken Field, root performance systems. Uh, it's been, uh, labor of love uh for many many years uh grew up in marquette uh michigan and played a little bit of hockey was able to uh, travel around was good enough to play a bit uh, in college and and then coach professionally um kind of bounced around with that and uh always like coaching always uh like the the preparation side uh and that kind of drew me back into the gym itself uh Spent a lot of time down in uh, Florida with IMG Academies and a good friend of mine, Pete Bomarito, uh, who runs uh, Bomarito Performance Systems, and really kind of learned a lot from him and opened my eyes up to that world um, and thought I'd take a crack at it myself. So uh, I had a lot of success. And when I came back to Michigan, uh, you know, trial and error and lots of different uh looks along the way but um ultimately settled into root performance systems and we do a lot of things for um everything from kind of starting with athletes but then also integrating with adults kids uh you name it so whether it be simple strength conditioning uh fat loss uh lifestyle choices things of that nature to um performance-based things like speed power strength uh heart rate recovery uh threshold training things of that nature so um all over the place and really enjoy it. Although right now it's a little bit different. Yeah. And, and we're obviously going down that path here in a second, but I just realized, I mean, and, and you and I know each other like personally, and I guess we'll say professionally. Mm -hmm. When did you come back to Michigan? Like, I know that you, I've always known that you were in Florida and came back to Michigan, yeah. but when, when? <laughs> God, uh, shortly after uh, 9-11. So right in 2001. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. uh, uh, right in that, uh, right in that like fall winter, two thousand one. Came yeah. back to Michigan, and it was at that time I was I was coaching hockey heavily prior to, and I had a successful uh, uh, skill development camp and program that I ran throughout the country, and 
I, I came back uh, to Michigan after being a coach in Florida, uh, which is a great opportunity and uh, some great people down there. But I came back to Michigan and uh, probably pretty close to another decade, really stayed more directly in the hockey world and then gradually started integrating more and more into uh, uh, some of the other pieces with, I have a boxing background uh, and then the strength conditioning background as well. Um, I started applying that more and more with my hockey athletes. And then that started branching out where football guys would contact me or a lacrosse athlete or whatever it might be. They would have success, do really well. Um, just kept on pushing and going. And then, you know, sometimes parents would, you know, come up and ask, say, hey, you have trained adults. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, and that's how the conversation kind of started with that, with well, what are you currently doing? And um, a lot of it was more of the fitness base, where it's just kind of, well, I do a little of this and a little of that, and I kind of hope for the best. And uh, from my world, it's that didn't really make, jive for me or make much sense. So we started talking more. And I kind of had the epiphany of just being a former athlete was everything we did was, you know, purpose driven and rather than, you know, throwing a dart and hoping. So I thought, well, and then I started talking more to more people and it sounded like that was kind of a commonality where it was just whatever the latest trend or, you know, thing was, they wanted to go get a little sweat in and that, and that was great. But I think a lot of people were really primed or looking for more result driven uh sure. approach sure. more of a game plan and that's that's exactly what we do so like when we're looking at an athlete it's what are your goals what are you looking to do what are you looking to accomplish where are you at what's your timetable and uh then we develop a plan on how to get there it's no different for an adult you know who's maybe not competing for a combine spot or for a trial position somewhere but you know they have a goal whether it be a, a race or they just want to look better feel better you know yeah and Develop plan of action and go from there. So it's kind of that was definitely how, <laughs> that's the, Oh, I'm getting a little feedback. Um, that's definitely how I, you know, obviously met you and started working out at right. your facility. Was, um, you know, I was at a big, big name gym um, and said, you know, it's cool. You know, I'm probably in better shape than the average person and I'm never going to be in the shape of like a Supreme person, but I have a lot of room to grow mm -hmm. and um, you know, what can we do here? And so uh, we started together and uh, it definitely, it didn't take too long to ha start having some results. I mean, at first I said, you go, well, what do you want to do? And I go, I want to like lose weight and stuff. And I did, I was probably down to maybe 180 pounds, which was pretty light for me. And um you could see it, you know, I mean, I had people asking me, like, if I was eating and stuff, I was like, very thin in the face and, and thin, but that was exactly right. what our goal was. So we accomplished it. Right. And then from there, I said, you know, I don't really want this. And, and I enjoy lifting. Um, I like to lift the actual weight. I like the, you know, challenge. Um, mm -hmm. To me, it's a more fun challenge than getting to a lower number it's to get to a higher number. But clearly, on a scale, you only want to get so high. And, uh, <laughs> And so here we are, you know, and, and there's been some hiccups along the way um, for, very, you know, on both sides, I'm sure. But, you know, from my side, um, different career moves and, and times, you know, and things mm -hmm. like that. Being a real estate agent, you can't always get to the gym at an exact time unless it's like five in the morning. Right. Um, Being a father, so, you know, life, yeah. all those things kick in. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But it's all worked out. And so, you know, that kind of brings us almost right into like, well, where are we today? And um, 
And I should take a quick side note. You know, we're doing this during the, the NFL draft. The Lions have selected, you know, this tells you how much college football I watch. Akuda, Akude, you know, a cornerback. Okay. Um, Jeff, O-K-U-D-A-H. So, did, did Young go at number two? Yeah. All right. All right. Yep. I'm good so, with that. All right. So here we are. So, so that kind of brings us right into like um, your program, what you do. Mm -hmm. We're sitting here today. Um, neither of our businesses are considered essential by our government. <laughs> neither right. of us are allowed to go and do our normal work. But I'm, you know, and each of us are allowed to do things virtually. Now, um, I am supposed to only work from my home. Um, anything I can do from my home, I can do. Right. You might be, you might have certain, you know, restrictions or, or less in the sense of you can probably go to your uh, gym because it's right. yours. But I cannot, you know, I can't go to your gym. So right. what are you doing today? How's business look? today for you and how are you helping us you know get through our workout and it's uh it's definitely a different time uh very different you know it's a selfishly there's a, there's a nice piece you know i try to i try to be a positive guy and try to look uh half full you know and the selfish side says well it's kind of nice to not have these early mornings and late nights uh day after day after day which is what the gym life tends to bring but um obviously I miss everyone. I miss being in the gym and I, and those pieces. So I'll give that up in a second. You know, I, I'm excited to start back up, but um, the other positive side that's been nice is I think for, for me and I, and I, I got to believe other people too. Um, it, it forced you to step back and reassess different things. And as that relates to business um, it gives me an opportunity to catch up on maybe some of the behind the scenes things um, that I don't always like to do, but you know, are, are essential and need to be done. Uh, to operate the business. So working on some of those, um, trying to stay positive and looking at what's going to happen in the future. Uh, and then specifically trying to deliver and provide content to to our clients, whether it be our adults, our athletes, whoever it might be um, in a virtual setting, which is challenging uh, because we don't run traditional classes. So it's it's not as simple as me just setting up a Zoom you know, format and saying, all right, guys, follow along. Um, for today's session, we, you know, we don't want to operate that way. Everything's uh, tailored a little bit. There are different rest rates, uh, tempos that apply to different people, different movement patterns. Um, there's injuries that we factor in and, and, and consider for various uh, individuals. So trying to develop a program, and that's what, that's what we've ultimately done, whether it be for adults or, or our athletes, we have separate programs uh, that try to take an all-encompassing approach to you know, deliver, you know, to their goals of what they need to have, have, uh, happen during this time. Um, so they can stay in shape and they, they aren't falling behind, et cetera. So it's forced to get a little bit creative. Uh, some people have access to weights and, and various equipment. Some people have a couple things and some people they, you know, they don't have anything. And so we have to try to factor that in, um, come up with simple things where, you know, they, if, if they don't have a weight, they can maybe use a backpack, fill that with some things or, um, you know, some buckets or other, uh, you know, other tools that, that can be converted into it, right? And there's a lot you can do. So it's been kind of fun to uh, to take that on as a challenge. Uh, I at least can say that now that it's done, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, written and all that, but there are definitely some stressful nights and days, um, <clears throat> lots and lots of hours of, or lack of sleep trying to work on these things and then um, put them together in a format that makes sense, uh, that people can understand. Because I'm not 
they're able to coach it, you know, with them as much. So you have to really be detailed, um, taking video, editing the video, uh, and putting that together. And that was kind of one of the cool parts of, you know, I guess this, this forced, uh, or mandated, uh, quarantine is again, trying to stay on the bright positive side is uh, I've wanted to do some things in the digital world. I've wanted to take, uh, some of our programming, get some video going, force me to get some content out there, uh, which is not exactly my normal comfort zone. As, as you know, me, Joe is, yep. I, tend to, I like a lot of fun, you know, we have a lot of fun and we do our thing, but I tend to be kind of private and, um, uh, forced me to get out there a little bit more and uh, push it. Uh, I think the hockey player in me says, you know, it's, I like to be a little bit more behind the scenes and uh, you know, I like to put credit on the people who are putting in the work and I just kind of steer the ship. So it's been a little bit strange trying to adapt to that and being on camera and uh, delivering these online programs and virtual training. But uh, can I imagine that it's actually um, a lot longer for you to develop a program like that? Cause you spend a lot of time developing yeah. our normal programs anyways. I mean, I'll come in sometimes and you're like exhausted and I'm like, <laughs> what'd you do? I've been developing the program, you know, or, or tweaking the program or whatever. Right. I mean, I know just talking to teachers, I mean, they're, they're saying how, you know, it took one teacher six hours to put together a 30 minute assignment for her right. middle schoolers, you know, yeah. how's that look for you? You know, hundred percent challenging standpoint. hundred percent. It's very difficult. It's, um, I've gotten a little bit more of a flow of it now. Things come a little bit smoother and easier, but it's, uh, you know, I, I, it's no secret, you know, anyone who knows me, I struggle from, um, uh, you know, this perfection, which it never is, right? It's, it's, it's never yep. complete or perfect or whatever it might be. Um, Want to, you know, make sure I can deliver and please everybody. And, and I know that that's also impossible too. And uh, but there's a lot of guessing, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I think I've got right, right when I think I have it all nailed down. Then I'll think of, you know, one of our clients or a few of them thinking, well, if we do this, they're going to be missing out on this portion, or maybe they don't have this, or, um, so I need to integrate something else. Right. And ultimately kind of make, force me to kind of relax a little bit and say, all right, this is, doesn't have to be perfect. We're going to, we're going to work through this and it's just going to evolve and get better every time. And that's, that's kind of what ends up happening anyway. Right. It's, um, you know, we learn and, uh, and you just keep making improvements. But so far it's been really well received. People have been having a lot of success with it. It seems to be uh, working really well. It's, it's fun for me when I get uh, when I get feedback. Obviously I have some athletes, some adults that send me um, you know, their weekly workouts and they're, they're charting their numbers and uh, giving me feedback you know, on what they're able to accomplish and you know, how difficult you know, this particular portion was or um, whether, and seeing them progress, right? And be able to get through a, a, a deeper piece of it. So stuff like that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been a challenge trying to deliver all the other extra pieces um, to date, for sure, more so than normal. So now that you're doing it, though, mm -hmm. I mean, like, how do you see, it's, it's probably hard to answer because we don't even know when you're going to be allowed to open and when you do, right. what they're going to even mandate, let alone what you might personally want to do. But do you see you now taking some of the time out of your day to do some of the video now that you've done it? 100%. More comfortable on camera? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, it can be because I also don't want to lose that, right? It's like I, you start to get in a rhythm of it in a groove. And uh, like I said before, the blessing was I've always wanted to do these things. I've always wanted to start making some things digital. We have a lot of clients that travel, right? Um, we have a lot of athletes, obviously, that are maybe here for the summer. Um, 
in their off season, their training, but then they go report to their, you know, pro team and they're traveling through the year. And, and obviously they have great resources available to them throughout that time or, uh, or our college athletes, same thing. But sometimes it can be nice, right. Where they can, they'll still hit me up and ask me questions on things. It's nice to, you know, rather than just be on the fly when they call to say, all right, let me try to throw some quick little video together for you to explain something. It's nice, you know, in theory to have a database, right. And that's kind of what I'm building. Um, for those people or for my clients who are traveling overseas, you know, and then they're in Sweden for a week or they're in Tokyo or they're wherever, um, you know, obviously those things are still restricted at this time, but down the road when that resumes, um, you know, maybe that opens up a whole nother side of that market for us for potentially virtual training, right. And online stuff. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see how that goes, but I, I'm definitely going to continue to do it or try to, right. Yeah. Um, my, my schedule will be a little bit tighter once, you know, we're working at the gym again and we're, we're hands-on with everybody that takes its toll from a, uh, an exhaustion standpoint. Right. And there's only so much time in the day, but I think if it's, uh, if it's structured properly, we can definitely continue to do that. And I'd like to, for sure. Yeah. And, and so, um, yesterday or today, I watch a lot of CNBC during the day mm-hmm. and I'm home because I think I, I've already said, I can't go anywhere. So, um, you know, I have it on even more than normal. And they were talking to um, the CEO or somebody at, at Lifetime. So they're a publicly traded company. And here we are in um, Georgia and some other states that have already opened. And then right. a few states are opening. Right. And, of course, we don't know what Michigan's doing yet. And, um, you know, and they're asking him, you know, what he thought about how he's going to operate the gym. And, you know, his take and – without maybe going on a political side of things, unless that's the direction you want to go. Um, his take was, you know, health is what is helping a lot of people. I mean, we talk about what's going on right now with the COVID-19 pandemic. And, you know, we don't want to be short-sighted or insensitive to anyone when we say it's like only hurting or killing, you know, people with um, certain health you know, diseases and things like that. Right. But that is also fairly true. I mean, there's, there's possibly some other stuff that's happening after the fact to healthy people. But if we think about just recovery, health is a big thing. And one of the big concerns, of course, might be obesity or things like that. Do you see yourself almost as like in the future? I mean, you're, you're even that much more critical to people as they understand maybe health is that much more important. Um, I haven't thought about it in that global sense, I suppose, with, with, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a valid point, right? It's, there's no, there's no doubt that the healthier we are, that whether it be, um, through exercise, through, you know, what we fuel our body with our nutrition, our sleep patterns, all those things are our mental health, right? Like all these exercises that we do or don't do, um, they have massive impact on us, right? It's, uh, um, you know, whether people get sick just in general, so whether it's a common cold or whether it's COVID or flu, and there's no preventing it, right? I mean, you can be the healthiest person on the planet, but if you're exposed, um, you know, you, you're probably going to get sick now, but hopefully that maybe can be mitigated, right? The, the healthier you are, you know, you're able to, your immune system is uh, able to try to, you know, fight that off. Um, I would never say that I'm going to be the, you know, the, the, the fountain of, of, of youth when it comes to this, right? But it's... Uh, I do think that that's a valid point, right? You know, that obviously, whether it's fighting, you know, heart disease, cancers, uh, all those things, there's, you know, all kinds of evidence with 
the fitter you are and um, the, the healthier the lifestyle you live, it's the better, the better off you're going to be, right? Um, the more resilient you'll be to, uh, to fighting these diseases as they come. Uh, with that in mind, I think it's going to be interesting when things do open up. Um, I think we're, we're maybe we're in a nice spot. And again, I try to look at this from a, maybe a positive standpoint is because there's pros and cons to it. Did I lose yet? Nope. Sorry, I had a quick little, there we go. Sorry, okay. I to clear my screen for a second. Um, the positive side is because we're a smaller, more boutique style gym, right? Where we're not a big box. Uh, what I think would concern me about some of the big box stuff and some of the challenges they're going to have is, and, and they have plenty of you know, positives in their nature too, but it's, um, I don't know, just the more, they're going to have a lot more volume. There's a lot of people coming in and out. Um, I think some people will, uh, I'd like to think all people will, will really be mindful of, of others and be very respectful and trying to, you know, mitigate any type of contact. So if they're feeling sick, they won't show up, you know, that's always the hope, right. And they're cleaning things and all that. What, what I like about our facility and, and, and our style and our, and all of our clientele that come in is because we're boutique, because we're smaller, um, it's more of a community style, right? So I, I feel like, um, well, I mean, I don't just feel it. I know it just from all the people that we have, they, they care about it, you know? So whether it's, uh, I mean, pre COVID, you know, I've had plenty of people out, you know, offer to help do this or do that, or, Hey, you need some help cleaning, blah, you know, and it's beyond, you know, kind and nice. Right. And I try to show them away sometimes and other times, you know, I'll take them up on it. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's something that will obviously be heightened you know, when, when we return. And that's really my biggest thing is how do we keep everybody safe, right? Like I, I, I want to get back to the gym more than anybody, but it's, uh, you know, not at any cost, right? I want to make sure that, uh, that everyone's safe, is feeling safe. Um, and and I, I do feel like if, if people are feeling sick or, you know, run down or whatever it might be, you know, because we, we encourage them. There, there's no benefit to training when you're in that, you know, state of, you know, when your body's in that state of shutdown or not doing well. So stay home, take a couple of days off, come back in when you're feeling well and we'll get back after it. Right. So, um, I think, I think that'll be good, but that's, that's probably one of the bigger things is just trying to figure out how we move forward, you know, and mandate, you know, cleaning procedure without, um, uh, you know, I don't want, I don't want to shove it up anyone's ass quote unquote. Yeah. Right. But, uh, at the same time, Hey, yeah, I might have to shove some things, right? We want to keep things clean. We want to keep people safe. So, um, yep. but I feel confident people are going to respond to that. So, yeah, I I think a little bit of a tangent a new, on that one, but no, it's okay. I, I think that a new norm is um, not cleanliness, but just conscious hygienic or hygiene or yeah. whatever, you know, because um, it's like one of those things, you know, we kind of joke when this all started because the number one thing was wash your hands. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, you know, I've been washing my hands, but I'll tell you what, I, I, of course I washed my hands, but you know, just because I blew my nose when I'm completely healthy, didn't mean I washed my hands all the time, especially right. if I'm at my own home, you know, um, maybe I'm getting ready to go to bed. I blow my nose and the next thing I'm going to do is pull the covers over me. But for a while it's like, okay, I just blew my nose. Potentially if I have something, I just put it all over the place and my hands in particular, I'm going to go wash my hands. So. Yeah you know, I'm much more conscious of that. And yeah, I've always washed my hands 
but I, I certainly do it 10 or 15 times more a day than I used to, right. you know, and same thing. I think, um, you know, like you say, at the gym, you know, we've always, it's always been clean in, in at the big box gyms. There's always some sort of wipe around or whatever. I can't even, I don't even know how you're going to keep up with the amount of uh, cleaning products that you're going to need to have. You might have to be making them or something, which you probably I've been working on it. Trust me. I've, I've been using that. That's the other thing I left out. I've been doing a lot of that stuff, uh, trying to prepare for when we do reopen, trying to make sure that we are stocked up as possible and things are readily accessible, but also out of the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's, uh, uh, you know, I don't want people tripping on things or, or having to obstruct their, their training, but it's, uh, yeah, it needs to happen, right? Um, I want to make sure that people understand that trying to minimize shared equipment, you know, when, when possible. Obviously, there's going to be certain things that are, but it's um, having those, you know, cleaning supplies right there at the ready, you know, take two seconds and wipe it down and you're good. You know what I mean? Um, even if you're still yeah. transitioning back and forth. So I think there's going to be some adjustments, but uh, it's definitely doable, right? Uh, what do you think is like, um, I, you know, I think about for myself, like uh, if the governor were to call me and say, Joe, you're in real estate, um, you know, I want to make you guys essential, but I need to make sure it's safe. What would you need to do? You know, and I would think about, you know, masks and um, limiting exposure by limiting uh, time in a home, limiting the amount of people that can come to the home, no open houses. There's, you know, I have a lot of different ideas but i think a lot of it just comes around you know this concept of distancing um if if you got that call and mm -hmm. they said you know how can we safely open gyms um you know i mean i don't know if you've even really thought that much about it and forget a big box gym the places like yourself mm -hmm. specifically you you know like how do you safely open it to the best of your knowledge i realize you don't know every single possibility right. of ways that people can get sick but with what we do know with general knowledge how do you do right. that well i mean some of this is going to be very basic right like we're starting with posting signage everywhere so there, there's signage all over the place um some of that's already started something that's going to continue uh the soap the the hand sanitizers the um towels and cleaning services um all those things, right? Um, whether it be on the spot for clients to be able to do it, um, but also for uh, myself, staff, um, and even outside companies to be able to come in and do thorough cleaning uh, as, you know, and obviously becomes a financial decision too, trying to figure out, you know, how you can put all that together, right? So um, the majority of that bulk is gonna fall obviously on me um, and what we can try to make sure we're doing. Um, but yeah, I think numbers is gonna be one of the issues that I wanna take a look at. Uh, when it comes to the amount of people at one time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, we, we don't normally have large groups anyway, uh, which is which is helpful, right, with how we how we operate. But um, I know at our capacities, we would probably shut some of that down a little bit. We'd probably bring those numbers down, change up the amount of people that we could actually have at a different time. And that'll be somewhat driven by the types of programs we're running right? Because uh, we're a training facility rather than just like random fitness. I want to make sure that the training programs that are in place don't have people that are, you know, hugging one another, you know, with, you know, sharing multiple things. You know, I want to give right. them space, especially in the early days. I think obviously it's, uh, you want to be mindful of a second wave of anything coming through. Um, and, uh, and obviously it makes us all think about not just this, but, you know, future 
outbreaks or, or other viruses or other communicable diseases that you know could, could be passed. Um, I, I'm not going to be paralyzed by it by any stretch, and I don't think uh, I don't think our clients will, and I don't think the world is going to be. But it's we definitely have to be mindful. Um, so I think the big thing is figuring out we have our signage, which are just going to be constant reminders. Um, uh, looking at stations for you know your your towels and your disinfectants and all all those things that are that are ready to go. Um, it, I think the more convenient we make it, the the less likely it is that someone's going to ignore it, right? Um, and then obviously, I'm there 100% of the time, so you know that, and it's uh, I don't have too many off days, so um, I'm pretty confident that I'll be walking around and uh, just like I am with coaching and, and watching people go, and um, you know, I'll be sure to remind them, right? If if I if I, if I see something uh, not being cleaned or or uh, someone, you know, forgets, right? Something. Right. Like, hey, well, the, I, I guess c- comes back to like this cliche or common, you know, phrase that we're using the new norm. You know, you've right. always made sure to be on our ass to put our weights away, right? So oh. now let's put your weights away and wipe them down, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that, right? I mean, it's simple. And right. nobody's going to complain. I mean, anyone who's oh. going to complain needs to go on because. It yeah. doesn't matter how real or not real you think this is, if you think it's politically driven, if you think it's conspiracy theory, whatever you think it is, you're in a community now and the community mm-hmm. thinks otherwise, you know. Is the well, kind of uh, yeah, I mean, that, like, quite frankly, that's, uh, is this PG or is this not PG? Yeah, I mean, we're drinking, so I think it automatically is 21 and over, so you can say whatever uh, the fuck you want to say. <laughs> that concept is fucking nuts, all right? Yeah. So... Uh, whether someone wants to believe it's political or not, okay, that's fine. I don't care. But the, the bottom line is obviously people are affected and people are dying. And then, yeah. uh, uh, and that's not fictional. That's not, uh, uh, you know, agenda based. That's, you know, a fact. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't foresee us having an issue with anything like that with, with people ignoring those mandates or rules um, or expectations. And if they do, then, you know, they can hit the door uh that's they they can go elsewhere um i i just don't see that happening i I think people are are pretty aware of this and you know we've we've been fortunate we have a a great base of people that that come and train and you know uh, they're good people they're i mean we have a lot of frontline workers right now you know doctors and nurses and uh, uh people who are engaged in it right now and it's uh uh i i can't imagine someone ignoring that mandate and then looking over you know, at, at a doctor or nurse who is also training right alongside them, right, who is just uh, in the middle of this fight, you know, for these last number of months, you know, and then yeah, ignore that, right? It's like, yeah, no, I, but yeah, I, would I agree. Probably agree, but you never know, right? But yeah. but you're right. I mean, there's the thing is, and I think you 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 said this, and you know, you and I know this, but obviously we're not here to talk to each other. We're trying to like talk in a way to let people know. What's going on with the gym? You know, I look at it. Why did I care what goes on in the gym if I'm in real estate? Well, I look at it like if you're not working, you know, your gym isn't operating and so are hundreds or thousands of other ones. Then that means there's people not at work, which means you probably can't buy or sell a house. So you do impact me. Similarly, if your clients are afraid to come to the gym, yeah, I might think, I might think the gym is a little bit more of a, a 
uh, breathing ground, so to speak, for, you know, something than a house is. But the fact of the matter is, is that when I take people in the houses, we're in an enclosed space, we're close together normally, all this other stuff. So if people don't want to come to the gym, there's probably less people that want to go to houses. So, you know, I need your take and I need other, you know, businesses take on what's going on today and in the future, because it does tell me what's going on in real estate. Right. And, and, you know, on top of that, you know, I just care about business. And you have definitely a certain community, and that community's kind of um, changed in the time that I've been there, in mm-hmm. the sense that I feel like there were a lot of uh, younger athletes, and now there's a good mix of younger athletes, adults, and everybody in between. Right. And um, so I would guess that whatever the sentiment is of the gym is pretty easily transferable amongst everybody. You're not going to have any outliers, so to speak. Yeah. But um. I agree. Yeah, that that was my, I guess, like add on my two cents to what you had to say. Um, how do you think you create that? I mean, do you think it just happens? Like, how do you, how do you create a community? You know, I mean, like, Man. just because people want to go to the gym, they don't. That doesn't. You know, I mean, my wife has different goals than I have, but right. we both like coming to you. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. it's not just goals. You know, because. Some people are all about the gains and other people are all about the losses, you know? (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, well, I don't know if I can answer it fully, but it's, um, I think, to be honest, I think what it really comes down to first and foremost when we talk about community is, um, it's a, it really comes down to sincerity. Um, and like, you know, are, is, is this person genuine or not? Does this person care about me or do they not? Uh, and I mean, maybe I have some detractors out there that would argue against it, but uh, it's, I generally care about every single person that comes in, right? I've got their back instantly uh, and I want to see them do well. And, you know, you have to build trust. It's uh, uh, some people that can be immediate. Some people, it takes some time, uh, different personalities, things of that nature. But I think, I think that's where it really starts with. And that's where it always comes back to, right? And uh, uh and it also gives me a little leeway too, because I'm not exactly on my, maybe the best person to be around at all times, right? In the gym mm-hmm. as a coach and uh, um, whether I'm getting on somebody or frustrated with something or I'm short or whatever, you know, could happen, right? I try not to be, but uh, I'm far from perfect and definitely human and, and I have my moments, right? So um, I think sincerity goes a long way uh, and that builds trust. Um you got to, this, this person has got to be genuine. I think that's where it really starts. And then you try to lead the way, right. And, uh, uh, lead by example through details. Sometimes, you know, some days are better than others. Uh, uh, we all have challenges, you know, and I tend to be an open guy and express different things, right. That, uh, whether I can relate to people, uh, and what they might be going through. I've, I've, I've got a few stories myself. Right. And, uh, um, I think that goes a long way and I've, I've had a great support group, you know, back. So um, I think that's what a lot of it comes down to Joe is, is really sincerity, right? Whether it's, I don't know, uh, people, people recognize that and they, and they give it back too. And that's, that's what I'm so blessed for having is whether it's guys like yourself or like I could go on and on. I don't want to embarrass people by naming all their names, right? They're, they're phenomenal. I've been very blessed with the, with the amount of people, whether it's our, from our young athletes to the, you know, our, our adults. Um, it's phenomenal. Even people who are, who haven't been able to train with us for quite some time, right. Cause they moved out of state or whatever, you know, they still, 
my, my phone will beep and I'll get a text and they're like, Hey coach, how's it going? You know, and, and we're talking and, uh, um, that's phenomenal, man. It's like, it's probably the best part of what, what I do, like, 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 or what I get back. It's just, it's knowing that you made a connection with somebody. It's knowing that you, uh, made an impact somewhere or another, trying to help them, trying to improve them, uh, and, and help them get what they're, what they're looking for. You know, that's, it's so rewarding. I love it. So, yeah. So people might not know this because this is pretty new series that I'm doing, but you know, I don't really prep, you know, whoever I'm talking to, I, I give you an idea like, Hey, I want to know a little bit about you. I want to know how COVID-19 is affecting your business, whatever, but we don't have like a Q and a that we've rehearsed or anything like that. So no. I'm, um, and I said, I should start tagging the, the term like, uh, this is candid, not canned or something like that, because that's the case. I want candid conversation. Right. So I'm, I'm catching you a little bit, maybe off guard here, but like, Going back to the gym, going back to what loop performance is, um, we I know you know that it's more expensive than joining a big box gym, right? But we also know in many ways it's not. So yes, like if all I looked at was how much is my credit card statement show up, then it's going to be more expensive at loop performance. But if I also think about all the things that you get sold at a big box gym, and the real reason that they're there versus the real reason that you're there, then I know that actually I pay significantly less, but it's not even just about money. And I'm a person who's in that industry. I get paid a lot of money for what I do, but it's because of what I, the value that I bring. Right. And, and I know the same is true for you, but like, how, how do you break it down? You know I mean? If I was, if I was coming at you, you know, like uh, what's your script, you know what I mean? Like if I was coming at you about, you know, your, your costs and why does it cost X dollars to be uh, in the program or be in the gym or whatever, you know, why is it that it's more expensive to be in a two or four or 6,000 square feet? I don't know exactly how big the place is versus right. a joint that has pools and, you know, massage sure. therapists and all this other stuff. Right. Uh, good question. I, again, not scripted. Uh, right. But it's, um, yeah. And I, I wish I had a script to make my life much easier, but it's, uh, <laughs> uh, no, we, it's a fair question, right? Economics are economics, but it's, uh, how much do you value your health? Right. And it, it's how often are you going to come to the gym? You know, if you're going to come once every couple months, probably shouldn't join. Right. It's you know, it's, it's hard to train somebody in, in a true sense and like train, uh, if, if that's what they're looking at, but if they're coming two three, four or five days a week, Right. And then and they're paying, you know, a monthly membership fee. Um, it breaks down, uh, you know, where they're paying a couple bucks a time. Right. It's it's uh, they'll spend more on coffee or they'll spend more on uh, uh, fast food or, or whatever it might be on a given day. And it's, you know, that part. So you can it's where we value things. Right. It's like like you're a Starbucks guy. Right. Yep. You know it. All right. So how much what do you what do you get Starbucks? So I'm, I normally stick to a basic coffee, which is still 281, you know, okay. for a large. Right. And, and it's funny that you ask this question because my wife also is a Starbucks, you know, gal and, uh, and she starts work at, you know, 6am. So when she hits Starbucks, you could argue it's a necessity. Um, yeah. and, and we don't go daily, but we go enough. And then on the weekends, sure. if we go, the boys get to have some treats. And so I would say Starbucks alone is for us a 
a 60 to $70 a month thing. And that's not including the fact that I'm buying coffee and making it at home, you know, and that's not adding in some energy drinks and some other stuff. So really, if we talk about coffee consumption, even my home, you know, brew, yeah, it's well over a hundred dollars. And, and I'm not, and I'm buying regular basic coffee. I'm not buying frappuccinos, mochaccinos, or anything else, you know. And, and believe me, I mean, I'm not knocking it, right? I get it myself, and, I'll, and I'll, I have my own my own things I'll get as well. But it's uh, sure. Yeah, so I'm not knocking that. But I think like when we put things in perspective, right? Or um, if we're going out, you know, it, we've all we've all had our moments. We go out on a Friday or Saturday night, and uh, maybe it's a Monday night. Depends, right? And what's going on the next day? Uh, yep. Get a few drinks at a bar, maybe you know some ahi tuna or whatever it might be. Um, I know you're a big fish guy, uh, Love it. right. But, um, no, I mean that bill alone, you know, is it, it gets in those three figures pretty quick. Um, so when you're looking at value, you know, for a month and if you're training on a, on an average of two or three days a week, um, or more, you know, I, I feel like the value is, is beyond there. Right. Um, so that's, that's part of it. But the, the but the big thing when you come back to it is okay. How's the big box working out for you? Well, I've been there forever and I'm not seeing any results. Well, maybe you need to look at something, right? And, and oftentimes, I mean, it doesn't mean the big box. It means maybe they have to look at themselves and say, what am I doing, right? If they're going a couple days a week, but they're half-assing it, or if they're going a couple days a week and their their diet sucks, right? And then and, and everything else is out of whack, well, probably not gonna have the greatest results anyway, right? Um, where we come in, I think a little bit more is uh, there's a value there. So they're, they're paying a little bit more potentially for it. So that maybe puts a little added incentive there, but also they're getting an actual training program where it's not, um, it's not just, Oh, I'm going to go hit this machine and this machine. And again, throwing darts, hoping for the best. You know, if someone comes to me and they say, Hey, this is what I want. I will deliver on that. Like if you do these things here, if I need you to do this, 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 how often I need to see you. These are the results you can expect. That's that's a fact. And that's, to be honest, why I came back into the gym world. I love it because it's black and white. I, I love the yes or no nature of the gym. You can move this weight or you can't. You can you can run this fast or you, or, or you can't. Your heart rate can recover this quickly or it can't, right? And, these, and then there's processes and systems in place. That's what we do to make those things happen. That's what's so cool about it. It's, it's, it's non-negotiable. Right. And, um, you know, um, if I was in any other facility besides your style of performance center or gym, yeah. um, to get any kind of program like that is an additional cost. And that's, so, what, that's, that's the next piece of it. Right. So there's, yeah. so there's that. So like, if I'm, if I'm new to your place and I'm thinking about joining and maybe I'm somewhere, maybe I'm not, you know, right. what's, what's pretty reasonable what's the minimal amount of times for me to have some form of results and those results could be anything again gains losses and anything in between sure how many times do i need to come in you know to to your place to see any kind of result well, well let's let's throw into the mix of like gains losses and results right let's throw into that mix of just health better sleep um uh better you know emotional state right whatever it might be right like like stress management all those things i think throw all those those pieces into it i think minimally i think if someone can get in this is also assuming that they're having a decent you know decent sleep patterns decent 
uh, eating patterns and, and, and whatnot, right? They're not abusing uh, drugs, alcohol, food, you know, to in, in crazy excess. Doesn't mean that they can't do the thing, but they, you know, assuming all those, I think once, twice a week, you know, they start to have an impact. Um, but ideally, I love to try to see people two or three times a week. Uh, and then usually that starts kind of the rhythm of it, right? In that wave where they start to get, they start seeing it, they start feeling it. Like, wow, I feel different. My shoulder feels better. It doesn't hurt as much. Or my hip feels better. It doesn't hurt as much, whatever. Um, I feel stronger. I have better energy through the day and I'm sleeping better at night. That's, that's, you know, those are great, right? And those are all signs. And what we really try to focus on is how do you feel? Not so much what's the scale say or this or that, you know, it's, it's because the scale is a tool, but it's not always the appropriate tool, right? Or, or it's one of many. Um, so it might move, it might not, but maybe your clothes are fitting different. Maybe, uh, uh, so your body mass changes, right? You're increasing muscle mass, your bone density is improving. Um, all those things factor in. And the bottom line that we often, the thing that we always forget about, right? Until we get a little bit older, it seems like, is uh, our health, right? Like we, we don't think about our health until we're impacted by it. We have an injury, we get sick, we need a doctor. That, like, we're not just going out and hanging out at the hospital. I don't know anyone who does that, right? right. No one just goes to the doctor like perfectly healthy hanging out. They don't. Um, and they might have the best doctor in the plan and the nicest person and funny and all these other things, but they're not hanging out and spending their time there. We go when there's something wrong, right? So those are the hidden pieces that the gym, healthy lifestyle, food, all those things that you're doing, they add up and they, they, they help you lead and live a more productive life, right? Um, so to answer your question, I think assuming everything else is decent, and even if we go back to more of the, the vanity pieces of losing weight or gaining muscle twice a week, two, three times a week, fantastic. They'll definitely yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I can say certainly because I've been in the place, you know, that that certainly seems like a legit, uh, correct answer, you know, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, but obviously, I'm looking for your take, right? Because you're the coach, you're the owner. So, right. Uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you personally, I mean, I, I, I train during quarantine time, I'm able to train a little bit more than what I normally <laughs> train, right, which is sure. nice. Um, but I, I try to do some type of cardiovascular work three days a week. And I, I, I like that I more focus, you know, whether it be steady state cardio or work or whatever it is. Um, uh, and then the other three days of the week, I try to get a lift in, right? And so currently I have, I have a three-day split where I have a upper body push day, an upper body pull day, and then I have a, a, a total body hybrid day that, that I personally am applying right now. Um, just to keep things rolling and going. Nothing crazy. I'm not going and I'm kind of in this uh more of an acclimation phase, to be honest, right? And uh, uh, I don't want to hit the weight room too hard because I am trying to get some of my cardiovascular work in, some of my jogging and running work in that that I want to get back into. Um, but that's that's what I'm doing, and I'm having success with that for sure, right? Yeah. So, so do you find like, because um, I mean, it doesn't matter what the field is, what the profession is, mm -hmm. we're all experts. You know, the Google tells us everything. Right. Um, do you find it? challenging because there's so much out there there's so many sites there's so many magazines i mean whether it's you know virtual or a hard print that tells right. you all these things and then i come in and that 
and and Ken says, you know, do this, and I go like, well, I heard that's bad for your back, and it's like the <laughs> your latissimus dorsi, and you're like, dude, spell latissimus dorsi, you know, but like, right, you know, how often does that really happen? Because I don't see it happen, but I'm only there. For it doesn't time. happen too often, but it, but I, you know, the, the way I look at it is is it's awesome. I love it because it one, it puts a smile on my face, right? Someone wants to. It's just it puts a smile on my face, right? I, I love it. Yeah. But the the part that's great is I don't have all the answers, man. Yeah. And 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 that's what's so great about it is that someone comes up with a question about something and it might be asinine, uh, you know, and, and I might want to bet my house on it, right? But it's like, well, maybe I'll look into this. Maybe it gets the wheel spinning some other way. I mean, I try to look at things that way. I don't have all the answers, so I like it, right? I I love this world we live in the the scary part about the internet or i mean do magazines even exist anymore like, uh, they do okay. i used to um do this thing that was called flying and um i would do it a couple times a year and i don't right. know if it's going to exist anymore but when you go to do that they mm -hmm. sell magazines and on the airplane unless you pay lots of money to have internet you okay. have to read them so uh and and so like the men's health and men's fitness models and, and now they're you know like when women's health women's fitness all that stuff right, yeah, right. They definitely are out there yeah all right so they still exist all right well i mean it's my my memory magazines and a lot of those things were there there might be a small piece of something that's like oh that's really cool you have to know what you're looking at and you have to know what the source is you have to know where it's coming from, is there an agenda? What's missing from this equation, right? Like, like uh, I mean, the classic ones were the, the the bodybuilder magazines where so-and-so, Mr. Olympia, follow his workout, here it is. And mm -hmm. um, maybe, right? Uh, I remember reading those articles and looking through it and thinking, that's it, or it's just this, or is there anything missing? And, and even if all that's there, oftentimes what they negate to tell you is, what the daily regimen is of, you know, what the sleep patterns are, what the regimen of food is, right? Uh, what the drug regimen might be for that individual, right? Without pointing sure. fingers. Um, and the amount of money they're spending on those things and how their entire life is dedicated to that. And, um, you know, so the, typically there's, there's like some missing pieces, right? But it's, um, I don't know. No, I, I think the internet, the internet has helped in a lot of ways, because it, it it throws ideas out. Whether it's um, it could be something like that's absolutely ridiculous, right? And maybe, but maybe it's good for a laugh, or maybe this absolutely ridiculous thing, maybe that person was on to something. Like maybe there's a piece of it that's like that's a unique way of accomplishing this, or is it worthwhile to explore? Usually, it's not, but it could be, right? So I like that. Um, you know, I, I, I go online, I look at things, get ideas, look to see what other people are doing. You, I think the really the big thing is you have to look at the benefit of it and you look for people who are well-respected and who, who know their craft and are in it for the right intentions and uh, and look at what they're doing and, and, and not just necessarily take big bites of what they're what they're putting out there, but just maybe take a small bite or like, oh, this is interesting enough. I'm going to take this in, process it, and maybe I'll use it maybe I can take this and make it better. And so I like that, but I, I don't have a ton of people coming up to me saying, 
I read this or I did this or whatever. And usually it's, I don't know, it might be somebody who read some article about creatine um, 30 years ago or whatever and, and talking about how it's going to worse than steroids or whatever. Like, I mean, I might get something like that. But yeah. and then we have a smile and we have a conversation. Yeah. So, so, so we've been, you've been home, you know, we've all pretty much been home. <laughs> Has there been anything kind of funny or good that's happened since, since that's been the case? I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit per, professionally. Well, mm -hmm. personally, I mean, like, I'll give you an example. Uh, yeah. And then this one actually is thanks to you and your son. Um, my, my wife now is an avid just dance 2020, um, <laughs> person. And, and actually this actually is really full circle because she's using it somewhat for some fitness because she's right. not going to the gym, you know? So Hello. she'll do like 20 minutes straight, like dance, 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 you know? And she's got her Apple watch on and counting her calories and stuff like that. So, right. um, so, so that's kind of like a thing that happened strictly because of quarantine, you know? Right. So do you have anything? And if not, it's fine. I'm just curious. Uh, man, the one that comes to mind is I do have one. Um, I probably have a few, but one comes to mind. My son, uh, you know, I'm Sean is, uh, he is up North. He is stuck in this quarantine right now with grandma and grandpa up in uh, Marquette, right. Uh, okay. as a safe, as a safety precaution, um, lesser cases, all that kind of stuff. Right. So he's up there and, uh, it's difficult obviously being away from him right now, but you know, we'll, we'll check in with each other and uh, life's good. But um, the hard part for him is lack of, you know, he doesn't have the gym right, right across the street, right. That he can go to anymore. Uh, and they're obviously under a mandate of lockdown as well. So gyms are closed. Everything's the same. Right. Uh, and I, I, I suggested that maybe he uh, find an ax put some snowshoes on and chop down a tree. Uh, and that's, that's what he's been doing on a regular basis up there uh, um, to get his workout on. So, so he's, he's doing the Rocky four workout. He's doing the Rocky four workout. Right. So nice. I'll have to, I'll have well, to get some pictures and video so. and huh? <laughs> I say it took down the Russians. So <laughs> hey, um, it worked for him, right? It worked for Rocky it took down Ivan. So yeah. So it should work yeah. for anyone, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, yeah, Ivan so I was, easily had a 10, 10 inch, you know, reach advantage and probably a hundred pounds. So, uh, well, the, well, the funny part on one of these trees is apparently it, it may, there may be, it may, it may have been on a different property line. So one of the neighbors maybe may have lost a tree or something. <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't confirm or deny that, but thankfully they, uh, they live in a pretty wide open area. So. Yeah, one of the three thousand trees is now yes, missing. Yes, hopefully it won't be missed. So yeah, but and then awesome. he's, he is upset because his axe broke, so he needs a new axe. But he can uh, whittle a new handle out of the wood. So exactly. Uh, actually, <laughs> so one more. So my son, my oldest, who's only ten, he's like, "Do we have a pocket knife?" And I actually had like an old one, kind of like from like Lowe's or something, like their okay. brand. And he's been out in the back taking like sticks and he's like making spears and stuff like that. So, you know, it's like, there's a lot of things that suck right now. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about some of them, especially the financial pieces. Clearly we're not talking about the health side of things, you know, and right. people that we might know. But one of the things that doesn't suck is some of this stuff, you know, some yeah. of the like doing things old school, 
my kid being creative, you know, going out and making spears out of sticks, you know, right. something that like kids do, but they don't do now because they don't need to. And, and he's still playing Fortnite too, you know, so it's right. not like those things don't exist. It's just that you can only do so much of so much. So, uh, so kind yeah. of funny, definitely to hear that your 16 year old's chopping, chopping wood <laughs> and my 10 year old's whittling, you know, right. they're getting ready for like the hunger games or something. I think. Hey, you never know. Yeah, absolutely. I know he's mandated. I think he has to get a hundred or 750 pull-ups in by his wrestling coach mandated 750 pull-ups by might be today, tomorrow, maybe it's by the end of the week. I can't remember, but, uh, um, you know, he doesn't have a pull-up bar. So he has to, uh, he's been, he's been charged with the, with, uh, the notion of overcome and adapt. So he's, he's searching for a sturdy tree branch that he can, uh, hang on to and get after it so yeah getting back to the roots man and people don't know that ken's son is like six foot one and 225 pounds so that has to be like a significant branch we're not talking about just your run-of-the-mill tree here (laughs) um ken i should have asked at the beginning so i'll definitely hear ask at the end um what's your facebook and instagram profile so if somebody's like well that sounds cool like i'd like to okay. see more what's those videos that he's got how are we gonna find you <laughs> uh let's see instagram is uh at root wixom so okay root wixom and man facebook you're telling me i think it's at at root performance or, or it's, it's root performance systems i know that if you type that in that'll work so root performance systems We'll get you there. Uh, I don't know what my call sign is. Yeah, fair That's enough. What we, call it. we Google it and or or search it. I should say on Facebook, right. we'll find it. Root Performance Systems. And um, I do know our website is uh, rootps.com. So okay. perfect. We got that and, one. Done. And are you putting those same videos? Are they going? Where else are they going? Anywhere right now, other than social? Uh, right now, they're on YouTube. Um, and and facebook or whatever and then obviously our clients have access to uh full range that along with the with the training content with the sheets that come with it uh with all the videos but um uh yeah currently it's it's on facebook uh and and via youtube and then um we'll start adding some more to instagram and some of those places as well sure well i'll be sure obviously to tag the the youtube you know uh, channel when I have this on our YouTube channel. So, um, so people will be able to find it that way. Um, I'll let you go here, but do you have anything that you need to or want to say, you know, before we uh, sign off, so to speak? Man, I had a great time. I appreciate you having me on. I think the only beef I have with you is uh, I found out that I'm not your number one guest. So <laughs> that right. wasn't your first guest, man. We're, we're going to have, we're going to have an issue, but other than that, well, I'm good. You can only be number one once, so I can't make that up to you. So, uh, other than that, you know, um, I, I definitely appreciate you coming on for sure. Oh, for sure. A different perspective, you know, because I talk a lot with realtors and brokers and mortgage people, and uh, it's good to talk to other business too. So, I know yours is empty. I saved just uh, enough spit in mind to say uh, cheers. Thanks again, and uh, we'll chat soon. Sounds good, brother. All right. Thanks for having me.